everyone. I'm Stephanie. I'm a book-loving, notebook hoarding reader and writer on a mission to change lives one book and one notebook at a time. And this is the Get Literate Podcast. Each week, we mix together books, notebooks, mindful practices, and creativity to cultivate a life we love. You can expect regular weekly episodes focused on three books you need to know about on a bookish theme, and we'll bring those themes to life in our actual lives too. You can also expect author interviews, notebooking inspiration, and topics to help us grow through what we go through. Now, let's grab a notebook and your TBR list and let's get literate. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. So if you are listening to this podcast in real time, then it's January 24th, 2023. That means that we have had 24 days to work towards our New Year's resolutions, work towards our New Year's intentions, or maybe get going on our one word theme of the year. It also means that we've had 24 days to rethink those resolutions, to change them or modify them or even abandon them entirely. There are some pretty grim statistics on setting New Year's resolutions and really clearly stating goals for ourselves in a new year. Get this, 43% of us expect to fail at the New Year's resolutions we have set for ourselves by February. Almost half of us know that we are not even going to make it a month in. 23% of us expect to quit our resolutions by the end of the very first week. And most of us, the majority of us, well, we expect to fail by the second Friday of January. And in fact, the second Friday in January has been called a national holiday called Quitter's Day. I mean, can you believe it? Bottom line, Only 9% of us feel like we are going to successfully nail our New Year's resolutions and our New Year's goal in the coming year. That's it. Only 9%. Let's think about that for a minute. What in the world does that say about us? Does that say about the goals we have chosen? And does that say for the entire goal setting process in general? I think we need to do a little bit of digging of what New Year's resolutions and New Year's goals are actually supposed to be, how you are supposed to achieve them, how do we change our habits, big and small, how do we change our attitudes and mindsets, why do we even do it in the first place, why do we choose the goals that we do, why do we hang on to things we might not need but think we should set, and why don't we just go in on the goals that we want, whether they're typical New Year's resolutions or not. I think those statistics tell us a couple of things. A lot of us out there might be setting goals that we don't want, that really don't matter to us, that are the goals that we're supposed to be setting like everybody else at the first of the year. Lose five pounds, go to the gym X number days of a week, have a dry January right? I think it might also say that maybe we don't have a clear plan in place for how we are going to achieve those goals. And not just how, but 
how we're going to achieve them based on how we work best. And then thirdly, I think in some cases that maybe our why is just not strong enough behind the particular goals we have. Even though we may choose them based on our own personalities, our own needs, and our own wants, when the going gets tough and things get hard, you have to have a really clear why front and center, or it becomes really easy to eat the bowl of frosting at 11 o'clock at night after everyone has gone to sleep. Yes, I'm talking about me. (laughs) So that's why I'm here today to talk about books for goal setting. Books that can help us achieve our goals, thinking about what those goals are, actually taking concrete steps towards them, what to do when those goals don't go the right way, and how you stay on track. Now, I do have a range of books today. I've got adult fiction, personal development, memoir, young adult, middle grade, picture book. Yes, I have got a collection of titles for you today because you just never know what book you might need next. Maybe you don't need that personal development book to help you spark your goal setting. You need a memoir of someone who's been there and done that. You need a little bit of inspiration. Or maybe you don't need the adult fiction book I'm going to share today, but you didn't know that you needed a young adult graphic novel that helps you know when it's time to change gears on your goal. Those are the kinds of books that I'm sharing today. And fun fact, actually, I should say fun, scary, but did that fact is that I was asked to come on to my local news station in the beginning of January to share books that I thought would be really great to read in this goal setting month of January. I was elated. I was petrified, but I did it a four-minute segment with a morning anchor talking about three books I thought everyone should read in the coming year. I'm going to share those three books with you, plus a couple more. But I do have a request, and it's a request that I have never made of listeners on the Get Literate podcast, but I really want to put this request out there to you today, and here it is. I'm going to give you the first four books that I want you to read in a particular order. And I want you to read them in that order, if at all possible. And yes, I will explain why, but I have carefully chosen and then strategically stacked these books on top of each other so that each one will build on the next one, helping you think about your why and then think about your goal and how you will get there based on your personality and then give you some inspiration from when the going gets tough. So if you can, I would love for you to pinky promise for me right now that if you haven't already read any of these first four books that you're going to promise to read them in this order. Okay. The first book up is one that I know will never be on a read this book at the beginning of January for goal setting list. Unless of course you're listening to this podcast and you found it and now it makes its way onto one. But the first book I want to share is a work of adult fiction. And this book is titled The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. It's fairly new. And it is definitely taking the reading world by storm with its provocative content. So here's the setup. One day, every adult in the world, ages 22 and older, wakes up to find a small wooden box 
on their doorstep. And inside that box is a piece of string, the measure of which determines how long you'll live. Now, the book follows multiple characters who grapple with the question I know you're thinking about right now. Do they open the box? Do they not open the box? Do they want to know how long they will live? Do they not want to know? What, what would I do? Right? It follows the different characters as they each make those different but very challenging choices. And as you can imagine, there are lots of consequences, positive consequences, negative consequences, and lots of things for us to consider as a society as well. But why do I want you to read this book first in the new year as you're thinking about goal setting? Because, reader, it reminds us in such a powerful sucker punch in the gut kind of way that our time here is finite and it will run out. We don't know when, we don't know how, but we know it will. And whether you would have chosen to open your box or not, it asks readers the question, what do you want to do with the time you have left? What kind of things do you want to do with your life? What ways do you want to feel? What legacy do you want to leave behind? Can you imagine attacking our New Year's goals and resolutions from that framework rather than all of the things that we think we should do along with the rest of the world at the start of the year? So if you're looking for a why, if you're looking for something that'll just smack you in the face and make you think, what am I doing with the rest of my life? What is one thing I really want to do or be or accomplish or feel in 2023 and beyond? And what do I want to leave behind as proof that I've been here and that I mattered? Then this is the book you need to read. Please promise me that you will start with The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich. And once you've got that Oh, that feeling of, okay, what am I going to do? That this is it. My time is finite. I'm going to choose goals that are exactly what I want. You need to know how to get there. How do you reach those big goals? How do you reach those small goals, right? If almost half of us expect to fail at our goals by February, how in the world do we change that? Well, the second book is going to help us change that. This book is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. I have talked about this book before. I love this book. I think every human in the world needs to read this book. I also think they should pair it with Better Than Before, also by Gretchen Rubin. But The Four Tendencies is a book that reminds us something very, very important about goal setting, right? So the phrase that we all hear is new year, new you. Well, you know what? It's not new year, new you. It's new year, same you, right? And that's why so many of us fail because we think we're just going to transform ourselves into this 360 degrees difference of a person and it doesn't happen. And so Gretchen Rubin says, let's leave that mindset behind. And instead, let's pledge to get to know ourselves better. Let's lean into the tendencies that are working. Like we're a morning person. We like to be... Um, quiet when we work. We don't need things to get started, or we have particular habits that we don't need to break. We need to lean into. What if we leaned into all of those strengths, whether we consider them strengths or not, and then we figured out ways to mitigate our weaknesses, one little tiny micro action at a time. 
If we did that, we would be playing to our personality. We would be harnessing the power of our tendency and we would be less likely to fail because we're working with ourselves, not against ourselves. So the four tendencies will tell you all about that framework. It'll tell you which tendency you are. Are you an upholder, an obliger, a questioner, or a rebel? Personally, I am an upholder. But then it will say, what do you do about that? How do you play up to your strengths, no matter what your tendency is? How do you know about your weaknesses, no matter what your tendency is? And then what I think is one of the best parts is, how do you work with other people who have different tendencies than you? Because reaching out and connecting and being part of a community and knowing this about yourself can actually help you reach those goals too. Then once you found your tendency, I do recommend you hop over to Better Than Before, her second book, that gives you so many little micro actions that you can try based on your tendency so that you know what you're choosing is going to work for you and that you'll more likely be part of that 9% who actually meet their New Year's resolutions and their New Year's goals. So that's The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. You've got yourself all fired up of what your goals are going to be. Now you've got a framework for how you might reach them, catering to who you are as a person. Now next, I want you to dream a little bit. You've got a nice base. This next book is for our dreamers, for our creatives, for the people who think maybe it's too late to do the kinds of changes that I want to have. Guess what? It's not. This next book is The Third Door by Alex Benayan. Now, I've talked about Alex Benayan before on the podcast. I am completely sold on his 30-day clarity challenge. That was the challenge I took in December and pulled my Get Literate Patreon community along with me, where every day we answered three questions. What brings me enthusiasm today? What drained me of energy today? And what did I learn about myself? And throughout that 30-day process, you end up learning so much that can help point you into the direction of your dreams. So the third door was Alex's, uh, not project, but I guess it was a passion that started when he was in college to interview all of the world's greatest minds and greatest success stories. He interviewed people like Bill Gates and Maya Angelou and even Pitbull. <laughs> and he found one thing that all of these amazing people who most of us would consider successful in our world today, he found they all had one thing in common. And that was that they took the third door. So the first door is considered the traditional path. You did all the things, you dotted your I's and crossed your T's and waited patiently for it all to work so that you could have the life you want. That happens for some, right? And then the second door is kind of this magical VIP door where someone just kind of opens it up and plucks you in and you didn't really have to do much work, but you arrived anyway, right? Kind of like celebrity status out of nowhere. But the third door is the door they had in common. And the third door was a door that they literally built themselves. They got scrappy. They found the door. They pushed walls down in order to find the secret door. They built it up. They strengthened it. They braced it. They made their own way. They didn't give up. Not only didn't they give up, but 
they were flexible with what that dream might look like. And so they found themselves their own unique path that brought them to the, the kind of success that we see today. So this book is a compilation of inspiration. There is just so much in it. And I love a backstory. I love knowing how people came to be where they are today, whether that's the authors and the illustrators I love or the mentors that I admire. I want the backstory. I want to be able to learn from it and then borrow some of it for my own life. And that's what this book can do. This book can get you thinking, right? And not only just thinking about what your hidden dreams might be, but it'll get you thinking of where your third door might come from if you haven't already found it yet. So many good examples of people who just pushed those walls down and made that door themselves. You can't help be inspired about thinking what your third door might look like in 2023. So that's why I think it's perfect for this stage in the game. We've read the measure. We're all fired up. We know how to make habit change with Gretchen Rubin. Now we're even getting more creative and we're dreaming big because we know it's possible. Then it brings me to my fourth book, which is a memoir of someone who has done the thing and is here to celebrate it with us. The last book in my four book series is called Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Now, you likely already know Shonda Rhimes as the mega media star behind Grey's Anatomy and much, much more, but she didn't always feel quite so successful. She struggled with anxiety. She had lots of fears and she felt like she was playing small. And so she set a challenge for herself to say yes to everything that scared her in one year to see where it takes her, right? That's the year of yes. Now we know what follows because we know Shonda is a complete success, but this gives you another backstory. This shows you how she did it so that you can borrow some lessons for yourself. The book is honest. It is raw. It is real. It's also hilarious and it is so inspirational. And I think it's the perfect book to end our book, our, our book series with, because it just shows you how you can say yes to your own life. What are those things that scare you that you could say yes to? What are the things you immediately dismiss that you could say yes to? For me, as I joked on the new show I was on, saying yes to actually talking about books on television, that was something that scared me desperately. And I said yes anyway. And now I get to go on the news again and do it in February for another collection of books. And I've met a lot of people through social media and the emails they've sent that have connected us in other bookish ways. So the year of yes is an inspiration to say yes in your own life, no matter what that might look like. The big yeses and the small yeses. Okay, so do you see now why I wanted you to read those books in that particular order? I wanted to just shock your system and get you thinking differently about setting goals. Then I wanted you to have strategies to be able to reach them based on who you are and what you are without changing that core essence of you. I wanted to get your creativity flowing so that you could make those dreams really concrete and really tangible, and then end with some inspiration of someone who has clearly achieved them. But I'm not done. I do have just a couple. I've got three more. And now these, I'll give you permission to choose how and when and where you want to read these. 
Yes, I'm joking. You have permission to do that anyway. But I wanted to share one young adult book, one middle grade book, and one picture book to round out our selections today. So the young adult book I'm going to share is actually a beautiful graphic novel memoir. So it's a graphic memoir. And it tells the story of a dancer's journey. This book is Tiny Dancer by Sienna Cherzen Siegel and Mark Siegel. It, it, it's beautiful. That's the only thing I can start with. Um, thinking about the content first, this book is just filled from the first page to the last page with the joy of getting started, the joy of finding what lights you up, what sets you free. And in this case, that happens to be dance. So it's got the joy of getting started fully represented in the pages. It's got the work ethic and the discipline that it takes to actually do the thing. But then it also has a heartbreaking injury that changes the course of the tiny dancer and the family drama that surrounds all of it. There's just so much in this book that is so beautifully captured in a graphic novel format. The book is completely illustrated in shades of black and gray and purple and white. And it was just truly an artistic experience in every sense of the word. Why am I recommending it for a January book on resolutions? Well, because the goal of the dancer in Tiny Dancer wasn't able to be reached. It just wasn't. Something happened that completely changed gears for her. And it talks about, and it shows you, like literally viscerally shows you in the pages what happens when you can't follow your dream. How do you pick yourself up? How do you dust yourself off? How do you change directions? Whether that's changing directions completely or just altering your course a little bit. This shows the inside view. We can all relate to this in some way, whether we are a dancer and have an injury or not. We have all been disappointed by something that we've been working towards. This shows you what might happen next. And that's why I think it's really important. If 50% of us expect to fail, then why don't we prepare for that? And why don't we gear up and surround ourselves with inspiration and, and really redefine how we look at failure. This next book really redefines how we look at failure as well. This book is a middle grade novel and it's called Milo Moss is Officially Unamazing by Lauren Albright. So this book asks a really important question about life. Is reaching your goals the most important thing or is half the fun in getting there instead? So this book is about Milo Moss and Milo and his parents have been trying their hardest to earn a Guinness world record, but it's, it just doesn't work. And that is definitely not for the lack of trying. These parents, this boy, they try everything so that they can make their mark. But when one attempt goes terribly wrong and maybe hilariously long, uh, Milo is forced to lie to those around him because he just doesn't want to admit defeat again. And that lie sets a series of events into action that he might finally understand he might not be able to recover from. But with the help of his family, a very unlikely friend and his school community, 
maybe Milo and his family could set a record after all, but does it even matter? That's the big question that this book tackles. This book is going to have you rooting for Milo and his eclectic family from the first page to the last page. And it's going to really get you thinking about our goals as being the outcome or is the journey the outcome instead? Big questions in a middle grade novel. I think this book is perfect for every adult to consider. Now, my last book to share is The North Star by Peter Reynolds. It's a beautiful picture book by an author that I adore. And this book is all about finding your true north, following the joy, whatever and wherever that looks for you, and just trusting your intuition. Why do I think adults will like it so much? Well, because to me, it felt like a book when you need to know what to do, when you need a change when you feel like you've gotten stuck, when you feel like you've just drifted in the wrong direction and you're not quite sure what to do. It's an inspiring book from the perspective of a little boy and some animal friends that has some big life lessons. The best part of the book is at the last page, instead of saying the end, that page actually says the beginning right? And we're all starting new beginnings every single day, every single year. And that's why this book has my heart. I mean, imagine if we just abandon the traditional way of goal setting and setting resolutions and just embrace finding our true north instead. And knowing that that north is going to change and careers might change and connections might change and situations might change. And that's actually not just okay, but it's how the world's supposed to be. We're supposed to grow and change, and we're all supposed to grow and change in different ways, but we can support each other. That's what the North Star does, and I think it's a book that is perfect for children, but is especially perfect for adults. I've shared a lot of books today, right? I've shared four that I know you're going to read in that order because we pinky promised, and then I also shared a couple of others just to get you thinking about what happens when those goals go wrong. What happens when maybe the goal isn't the goal after all? And how can we keep staying true to our true north? So how can we pay it forward with these books? Well, beyond reading them, I want you to just take a couple of minutes and think about the New Year's resolutions and goals you have set for yourself. How do they feel right now? Do they feel like they were the right goal? Do they feel like something that you truly believe is worth your time? that you wanna keep working on? Or does it not feel right? Does it feel clunky? Does it feel hard? Does it feel draining? Does it feel like it would be your true north or not? And guess what? You don't need a reason to change gears, right? We can keep going with our goals. We can change our goals just by the way we feel kind of a, a gut check-in. I'm actually reading the book, How Are You Really? by Jenna Kutcher right now. And I think any time is a great time to ask that question. But the end of January is the perfect time as we're all evaluating how we've been doing on our goals. When I was a kid, I had a yellow suitcase. I used it when we would go on vacation. I would use it when I went back and forth to my dad's house on the weekend. And it was a Care Bears suitcase. 
And in addition to the colorful Care Bears on it, there was a phrase that I'll just never forget because I've looked at it so often. It said, half the fun is getting there, right? And so it just seems to be a perfect way to end this episode. Yes, we're talking about goals, but it's the journey that really, really matters. And books can help us along the way, not to mention our notebooks, which you know I am so fond of too. So I would love to know, what are your favorite books for goal setting? What books are you reading in January to help you set goals, to change your habits, to get more creative, be more productive, whatever your resolutions are, what kind of books are you reading to help you reach those goals? I'd love for you to snap a picture of your book stack and tag me on social media. I'm Afanito Lit on just about every platform. You know you can hop into the show notes at alitlife.com. And if you're inside my Facebook group, you can go ahead and post what your January goal setting book stack looks like. And if you're not there yet, it is a free open group. So just head to Facebook, search for Get Literate and answer the questions and you'll be let right in for some bookish fun. And then I've got one more reminder. The 23 and 23 book version is going strong. If you haven't already downloaded my bookish 23 for 23 printable, make sure you hop onto the show notes for that episode and print it out and get started on your own bookish adventure for 2023 and keep the ideas coming. I have loved the bookstore and library recommendations that you have sent my way. So please keep them coming as I flesh out what my own 23 for 23 bookish version is going to look like. So that's it for me today. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Get Literate podcast. And here's me wishing you lots of happy reading. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Get Literate Podcast. You'll find links to all the books, resources, and ideas mentioned in the show notes and at alitlife.com. And if you want more, you might like to join my Patreon community. There, you'll find additional inspiration for your reading and writing lives, like bonus podcast episodes, book calendars, monthly book clubs, notebooking challenges, live events, giveaways, and much more. It's only $5 a month, and you get instant access to all the previous content, too. You can learn more at getliterate.co. But one more thing. If you love what you listen to today, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast or take a screenshot of the episode and text it to a friend. This helps the podcast grow and builds our bookish and notebookish community too. Thanks so much for listening.